0: Hey there, everybody. It's time for the Pop Culture Workshop. I'm Kevin Hart. I'm Mike Wimacher. Glad to have you back, Kev. Glad to have you back. It's good to be back. Uh, It was pretty terrible having COVID. When I I found out I'd be gone for a week, I was thinking to myself, I'll have so much time to do all this stuff and, you know, get my room cleaned, there's all sorts of things I can watch. you're sick. No, I was laid up in bed like, oh, it wasn't a vacation, it was me trying to recover.
1: No, it's not a vacation. It is a serious situation, we're glad you made it through, and one of the things you were able to accomplish though, because you were just laying there, you were telling me before we started the podcast recording, that you got to finish a pretty seminal important show for a lot of people. I did.
0: I uh, finished Better Call Saul, which I had started watching when it first came out. I watched the first season on TV as it aired, mm, and then old I old school, yeah, um, in college too, which was something because we had to have because uh, the, 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 the the cable in the dorms was not very good, right? So yeah. it was t- trying to get into AMC was a nightmare, <laughs> but. I did it that way, and I sort of kind of forgot about it. But then, uh, you know, like many other things, like the pandemic, when that happened. Caught back up. still happening. But I spent several weekends when I was just indoors and not going out to bars or rehearsals or anything. I watched basically, I binged it over a couple of weeks up through season Four. Then they put season five on there and I watched that. And then they just now, while well, I was able to find season six online, I'll just put it that way and okay. watched all of it. And thoughts, amazing show. It's, okay. it's so well written. It's so well put together. It's so well acted. Everybody's just incredible.
1: Now, I've not watched the show. I never watched Breaking Bad. It's precursor and yeah. Well, this is like a prequel to Breaking Bad, this right? Is, this is the leading up to Breaking Bad? The, most of it is a prequel
0: to Breaking Bad. Parts of season 6 happen during it okay. and some of it happens like after. It's it's kind of Because over I know the place.
1: didn't didn't Walter White and and Jesse whatever his name and th- those characters did the Cranston and I can't remember the other guy's name, Aaron Paul. Yeah, they showed up in a couple episodes, right? Not to spoil it for anybody, but... No,
0: I mean, it's not a spoiler. They talked about how they were in it. Um, yeah, they're they're in it. Um, okay.
1: And is it the fans? Let me ask you this. Okay. As someone who's ever watched the show, and we, we've spoken about this with, you know, Star Wars fans, and even, you know, Marvel fans, was did, did any part of it feel like fan service of them, of, of those two characters showing up? Does it Did it feel shoehorned in, or did it feel organic? It felt organic...
0: I think when they first show up, there is a bit of it that's like, oh, man. Well, I mean, the whole premise of Better Call Saul is he's the crooked lawyer from Breaking Bad. So it would make sense for them to show up anyways. And there there are entire characters that are from Breaking Bad. Obviously, Saul Goodman, um, Hector Salamanca is one of the main characters in it. Uh, and there's a couple other people that show up. I think Hank shows up in one episode. Um, so they, they they people come and go from that series. So, but yeah, it really did take. And I'm you know I mean I know I don't think this is spoiling anything to say it did take until season six to get Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul into the series. right. Yeah. So yeah. Obviously. Right. So so, so some may see it that way. I'm be honest. I never finished Breaking Bad. I know how it ends. Okay. But I watched the first season, similar to. I I wasn't good about watching TV shows until recently. I watched the first season not when it aired on TV, but I did watch the first season on Netflix and I liked it and I I tried to keep getting into it, but it it just sort of got away from me. But I do want to go back and rewatch it now because of just how good Better Call Saul is. It's I mean I mean I mean our boy Saul himself just uh, uh, absolutely Odenkirk, amazing, yeah, Odenkirk yeah. I was thinking yeah. of his name Bob I should Odenkirk. know him because he's an SIU alum That's and a, he worked at the
1: radio station that I worked nice, at nice very nice uh, a little
0: bit of history yeah. for you there
1: while you caught up and finished Better Call Saul I've been obviously still catching up and watching She-Hulk yeah. latest episode just dropped and I will say this you know we <laughs> I talk- know
0: there's some contention about this episode I'm excited to hear what you have
1: to say yeah I mean here's the thing I love like I'm really enjoying it yeah it is very tongue-in-cheek. It is it is Deadpool light, like some like to say, because of the breaking of the fourth wall. There was a situation in this particular episode where she's like, hey, you know, this is not going to be... She turns the camera like, it's not going to be one of those things where we have, like, weekly just, like, cameos and stuff for fans. Like, you know, except for... Well, she's like, except for maybe, you know, Bruce and maybe Emil and Wong. And then she's like, but don't forget whose show this is. Like, you know, so... And then at one point inside, it's very meta. Inside the episode, there there's like screenshots. There, there's a scene where there's screenshots from Twitter of reacting to the She Hulk. Yeah. And some of the comments are, why mm-hmm. does there have to be a female Hulk? Is this part of this stupid Me Too movie? So, like, this it, is, it, some it, of
0: them sound like they, I've seen those and they look like they're just real comments they took. Cause cr- it's, yeah. And ugh. that's
1: what it is. Like, the people who are trying to portray this show. As I hate, I don't want to even use the W W word because I think it's just so dumb. (laughs) But but trying to portray it and as of that, it's not. It's just it's having fun. It's it's different than any kind of other Marvel thing. And I've seen other Marvel fans complain that the that the length the episodes are only half hour. They're like, oh, if you're gonna put a show on Disney Plus, I want it to be an hour. It's like. This is meant to be a sitcom. Like it's, it's thirty-four minutes. It's and like,
0: d- do you want them to force
1: an hour-long correct, episode? For because, it to Because bad. Because they. Right. Because and my and my wife said the same thing. Of if it was a ha- an hour long, then you'd have the people going, "It's going too long. Yeah, it's stretching things out. This isn't entertaining you, you'd anymore." You have me. Like they could cut twenty minutes right, off of this. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so just let it be. And I'm yeah. I'm enjoying how tongue-in-cheek it is, how self-reverential it is. And thus far, it's been an interesting storyline. So yeah. I would, I would give definitely give it a watch. I would, you know, I'm interested to see it
0: too because uh, there is an. If you're okay with it, I'll bring up the scene in the last episode that is all over Twitter, and it's not really a spoiler, I don't think.
1: All right, lay it on me. But, I, did, I am, I've not seen the Twitter reaction. I, I don't know the scene of which. Well, you there's speak. a
0: scene where she's twerking.
1: Yes, at the end. That's the that's the mid credit scene.
0: Right, and people were like so upset about that, and I was like. Okay, so you have time travel, you have multiverses, you have magic and superpowers, and twerking is where it's gone too far well, for
1: you. Here's, here's spoiler alert. Uh, wait five seconds if you not watched the latest episode of She-Hulk because I will explain exactly where the twerking comes into play. Okay. All right, so let's wait five seconds. One, two, three, four, five. Okay, if you're still with us, you don't care if She-Hulk's being spoiled. It all comes and stems from a storyline Within the plot of the show, of a former co-worker of Jennifer Walters, who is She-Hulk, who is suing a shape-shifting elf from New Asgard, who was pretending and shape-shifted to be Megan the Stallion and bilked him out of $175,000 because he thought he was actually dating Megan the Stallion, and he's suing to recoup because it's an old nasty elf <laughs> in reality. And so the real Megan the Stallion shows up in a cameo at the end in the courtroom, in the court case, when the elf is fine to have to give the money back. And then the mid-credit scene is She-Hulk has now become Megan the Stallion's lawyer. And they're both, they're both celebrating that fact. By dancing together. Which is funny. that to Correct, me, That's really funny. Yes. And
0: people are like, oh, it's not. I, and you know what? When I heard about that scene, and I didn't have the context of it, the first thing I thought was... I I know people are on Twitter and they're mad as hell, and the writers probably looked at them and said, "You know what? We don't care. We're putting this scene in, and we dare you to say
1: something about it." And, that's and exact- I
0: respect that.
1: Yes, and that's exactly what they did. While we're on Disney Plus, which She Hulk is a part of, they have the Disney Plus Day next week. Yeah, September eighth, Thor: Love and Thunder will hit. A car show, no one asked about or asked for, will hit. But the thing that has really thrown me for the biggest loop on Disney Plus Day is the live-action Pinocchio will be debuting straight to Disney Plus on September 8th. Mm. The, the Tom Hanks, Robert Zemeckis-directed live-action Pinocchio this, will not see theaters. Which is weird. But correct, right? Th- like, and that's also me- the third
0: Pinocchio movie
1: this year. Right, because we're going to have the Guillermo del Toro one coming out. Yeah. But not only is it Tom Hanks starring as Geppetto, it's Joseph Gordon-Levitt voicing Jiminy Cricket, directed by Robert Zemeckis, and it's going straight to the streaming service. And it looks like a good Zemeck. I mean, Zemeckis...
0: Has you know, some obvious, clunkers. Obviously, Back to the Future, you know, incredible. I love all three movies. Yeah. But, yeah, no, he made some pretty terrible. There was, like, what, the Marwin movie or whatever? I mean, the one with, like, about the doll. There yeah. was he, he made some pretty terrible ones. But
1: this one looks like it'd it be does. decent. Visually, it looks stunning. Yeah. It looks like it's paying deference to the original that everyone loves, like the classic film. Yeah. I, it's weird. Every every studio has their different way of going about it, but it just seemed odd to me that this one is going straight. But I guess it's the centerpiece of Disney Plus Day, so if you're trying to get people to subscribe be like, hey, this is the only place you can find it, you need to be a part of Disney yeah. Plus. And if
0: Disney really wants to put it in
1: theaters, they will. Yeah, I they'll mean, find they'll find a way. I mean, people will pay to see it in the theater. We go from Disney Plus Day to something that won't be happening this year, which... I think we all saw this coming. DC Fandom will not be a thing this year. No. DC Fandom started in 2020 because of the pandemic, because Comic-Cons weren't around. They did it again in 2021. It's always got a lot of buzz because it's for, you know, DC subscribers, HBO Max subscribers. And it was like an online portal and they had online chats and everything else. And it was cost to put it on, no. which is cost that obviously HBO Max and Discovery Plus and Warner Bros. Merger... Does not want to accrue. Their new management incur. is like cutting every Everything. single thing possible. Right. So I don't think anyone is shocked by it. Or, or, they, or they shouldn't be. Yeah. It was a cool event, cool concept, but they don't care. Yeah. They're trying to cut costs wherever they can. So they got Black Adam Adam coming out in October. There's going to be New York Comic Con. That's where the new DC Universe is going to make their splashes at Comic Cons across the country. And
0: I hate being mean-spirited and telling people they should be grateful for things. But you should be grateful you even got the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League (laughs) because they're officially canning the DC Universe of those movies. Yeah, the Snyderverse is gone. The Snyderverse is gone and... Um, people, I'm sure, are already upset about it. But w- sorry, yeah, like, exactly. I, I I don't know what else to say. I, I don't want to be like too mean about it, but
1: yeah. Before we uh, leave the world of streaming, because there's a big event going on. Depending on when you listen to this podcast uh, on Saturday, September 3rd, we'll get to that momentarily. But before we leave streaming, Lord of the Rings, the power of the rings, the prequel to the Hobbit. So the mm-hmm. prequel to the prequel to the Lord of the Rings movie. The first two episodes have dropped on Amazon Prime. The most expensive show ever made. I have not watched it as of yet. It has gotten decent reviews. I don't know the numbers. I don't think it's hitting like House of the Dragon is, which is averaging about 10 million viewers through the first two episodes. Yeah. Talking to Eric Davis uh, from fandango.com, you can hear the full interview on Let's Talk Arts and Entertainment Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. S- shameless plug. The key for both these shows is going to be sustainability. Yeah. Right? You can get people who are going to be excited, the first couple, but can you sustain the millions of viewers throughout the run of the season? That's going to be the question.
0: And will it have the staying power obviously of not only the books but those movies that trilogy the original trilogy yeah, of, not yeah not, 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 not the hobbit, hobbit trilogy, trilogy. the hobbit trilogy is kind of bad but those original trilogy of movies are modern classics and people love those movies And it'll be interesting to see if this show can capture that magic.
1: Yeah, where it falls on the spectrum. Will it be Hobbit sequel? Will it be actual Lord of the Rings? We'll have to wait and see. But the first two episodes available on Amazon Prime. Let's move to the big event, September 3rd. It was announced just this week, National Cinema Day, happening September 3rd. One day only, Three dollar movie tickets, no matter the showing, no matter the movie, no matter the format. Over 3,000 movie theaters nationwide taking part. It's the first annual National Cinema Day. You can get your tickets online via Fandango, wherever you get your tickets. Uh, Only three bucks to watch whatever movie in whatever format. Very cool concept, I think. Yeah, that's awesome. And that should be. That should they should have more of that because you remember they had to have they
0: had the five dollar movie club for a while yeah which yeah. I always loved that uh, there was a theater near my house the Esquire Theater which I don't know if you remember that no that it, it might have closed but when did you move here I moved in two thousand seven it might have already been closed by then but it was this really cheap theater that would show movies for like two bucks and nice. they would they would have art house movies like and stuff I didn't appreciate I mean like I saw like Scooby Doo there and like Tarzan <laughs> and Spider Man but. Uh, it was a fun theater, and it, I have nostalgia
1: for it. But you don't get those kind of theaters anymore. It's all the chains and yeah. like AMC and stuff. And so this would be interesting. The interesting fact too is like you have all the blockbusters from this summer will still be available, but there's a lot of re-releases. Uh, Jaws is being re-released in the studios for this weekend, yeah. or in the theaters this weekend. And Spider-Man: No Way Home, with 11 extra minutes of footage, mm-hmm. will be re-released in the theater. So you're going to have this weekend. With $3 movie ticket on Saturday, you're going to have two of the biggest films of the pandemic era. Spider-Man No Way Home and Top Gun Maverick battling it out for box office supremacy. And if Top Gun Maverick can win, it could become one of the rare movies. That's, I don't know how long. Talking to Eric Davis, he didn't think it happened. The only time it happened was the original Top Gun. Yeah. But the original Top Gun had been out of theaters and re-released just for Labor Day. But Top Gun Maverick could be the number one movie for Memorial Day weekend. Stay in theaters the entire summer and be the number one movie for Labor Day weekend. I could see that happening because that movie – I mean, you know. I haven't it was, watched it yet, but it's also on home. It's also the highest selling home video on uh, run to own on Vudu.
0: I mean, th- so was the original movie. I mean, the original movie's VHS release was like the first one that was cheap because they put like a bunch of Pepsi ads in front of it because you know VHS tapes were like what seventy bucks before. Oh that? God, yeah. And and the what Top Guns was like twenty four dollars or
1: something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So So
0: I could see it. I mean, that movie, we knew it was going to do good, but it did numbers. It was like the highest grossing movie, basically. Oh, it's top 10 now. I
1: think it went to the top. I think it's just right outside the top five of highest grossing ever. Yeah. So people love their planes. I have not watched it as of yet. I've heard it's awesome, though. Yeah, I have heard it's awesome. And I have heard, too, because of the response that Val Kilmer got for his appearance in this. He'd like to don the Batman costume one more time.
0: Mm,
1: I would love that. So we'll see what happens. That'd be cool to see. Uh, Before we get out of here, one new movie you could maybe go see for $3 over the weekend, Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. Now this movie looks good. A religious mockumentary, Sterling K. Brown, Regina Hall, they're basically like, Tammy and 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 uh, what's the guy's name? Oh, Jim Baker and yeah, Tammy Faye. Y- yeah, exactly. Basically like that. They they are these this religious couple. They fall from grace and this is how they're trying to get some money back. It is a mockumentary the style of like a Christopher Guest one, oh, like yeah. Best in Show, uh, those type of movies. So if that's your jam, uh, apparently really funny has gotten really good reviews so so far and just the title alone Honk for Jesus, save your soul. Yeah, so I'm excited to see that, too. Yeah. That's going to be fun. So whatever you do, uh, if you're going out to celebrate National Cinema Day, whatever you do, enjoy your Labor Day weekend. Also want to mention uh, Jurassic World Dominion, the last Jurassic World movie, on Peacock now as well. So a lot of choices for your entertainment. Some live stuff going on this weekend, too. Yeah. Uh, so catch up a Better Call Saul. Whatever it is you're doing, enjoy the various forms. Yes, absolutely. And I appreciate them. And don't get mad.
0: Yeah, don't... Yeah, like what you like, and if you don't like it, ham and haw into your pillow at night and just, you know, don't bring everyone else I down. will,
1: to quote Dr. Evil, zip it. Exactly. Zip it.